You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is Professor Robert D'Agostino with Do Facts Matter? And increasingly, as we see the Biden administration proceed with their various policies, facts don't matter a bit. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, a recent uh, bill passed in the House of Representatives by the Democrats. But before I do, I want to just uh, make a couple of comments of where some of what's going on is happening. I read an interesting uh, blurb uh, a couple of days ago by a, a, a Clinton advisor, a 1990 campaign advisor for, for, for Clinton. And she was very adamant, uh, very liberal, of course, said that, you know, uh, <laughs> the country is turned the corner. It's reached an early stage of totalitarianism where, where everything, and what's the definition of totalitarianism? It's very simple. Everything you do is political. There is not, no separation between the private and the public. No, no separation whatsoever. So the government has a role in, in everything, and not just the, the economy, who you associate with, what you read, what you think. I mean, we're really in an Orwellian, uh, 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 beginning of an Orwellian society. And helping all this, of course, is one of the leading hate groups in America, or the leading hate group in America, the Southern Poverty Law Center. The Southern Poverty Law Center, by the way, the founder of that was forced out for, uh, <clears throat> among other things, uh, harassing uh, women and, and being uh, apparently treating uh, different racial groups differently, but that's another story. Well, the Southern Poverty Law Center, SPLC for short, has 838 hate groups on their list as of 19, uh, 2020. 838, including Family Research Council, Thomas More Law Society, the American College of Pediatricians. Oh, yes, you heard me right. And the question is, how do you get on the hate list of the Southern Poverty Law Center? By the way, that hate list is referred to when the big tech companies, YouTube and and uh, Google and the rest of them out there, Facebook particularly, uh, when they censor people, if, you, if, if they're on a, a hate group list for the Southern Poverty Law Center, there's a good chance that the major tech groups will, will censor, censor or deplatform de- you, as they say. So they have a tremendous uh, influence over over global corporations that have tremendous power. And we've talked about that tremendous power before. I mean, people like uh, uh, Facebook and uh, YouTube and uh, Twitter, they essentially are uh, in a position of, of the monopolies of the 1800s that involved the railroads and the telegraph companies, uh, which, which eventually got government action. You know, uh, it's interesting, and I, I, I mentioned this before, if you take a look at the history, uh, the East India Company and the West India Company, they were private companies, global companies that really, I mean, East India Co- Company was really the driving force behind the uh, uh, making India uh, uh, a, a colony of Great Britain. And, of course, it once they moved 
then the government protected their positions. So when the government quit protecting the positions of these uh, monopolies, these very powerful global companies, they, of course, uh, lost their power. So when Great Britain decided to stop, or United Kingdom decided to stop backing the East India, West India companies, they lost their ability to control whole countries. And uh, it's uh, uh, same thing could happen here. Although, of course, the uh, the Democratic Party uh, has no intention of dealing with the uh, censorship. In fact, they're they're encouraging the censorship, as we saw in the House of Representatives, uh, where there's a hearing in targeted all conservative news networks. I'm talking about uh, Newsmax and Fox. And One American News Network, all these were in the uh, sites of, of the Democrats in the House of Representatives. They essentially want to close them down. Uh, but let me get back to the Southern Poverty Law Center before I continue that thread. Uh, so, so what is it that, that causes a group to be listed as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center? Well... Any group that's pro-life, for example, they're considered anti-woman, discriminatory. Never mind that the majority of women really <coughs> favor some restrictions on abortion, at least. Many favor <coughs> restrictions uh, except in the life of the mother or maybe sometimes in race and rape and incest. Any group that questions the agenda of the LGBTQ movement, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, queer, whatever, and whatever other alphabet numbers they want, any, anyone, any group that challenges their agenda is listed as a hate group. So, if you're pro-life... If you defend religious liberty, Thomas More Law Center is a defender of religious liberty. The American College of Pediatricians are on the group because they said that they consider transgenderism a people who are transgendered in need of psychological assistance. They likened it to a mental illness. Were they wrong? I don't think so. And... Uh, so if you are pro-life, if you're, if you, actually, generally, if you believe in Christian values, Christian, and, and explicitly, uh, some sections, of the, the Bible is, is some, sometimes contemned by people who support that group. Uh, so if you're an organization that's Christian, you're likely to, I mean, truly Christian, Christian values about family, Christian values about morality, you're likely to end up on the list of the Southern Poverty Law Center as a hate group. But what about a radical black terrorist group? No, 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 they're validly angry. They don't get on those lists. Oh, no, we can't have one of those on the list. Now, you know, if you don't want to believe me, just look it up. Go to the Internet. Put, put, plug in Southern Poverty Law Center hate groups. And read their description uh, of, of, of hate groups and why they're hate groups. I mean, <laughs> there's a group that was named a hate group. Why? Because they pointed out that in the Hadith, 
which is the sayings and, and life of Muhammad, he justifies slavery. Oh, hate group, you're, you're Islamophobe. Well, it's in the Hadith. It's there. That's a fact. I'm not saying that Muslims believe in slavery, but I'm saying that's in one of their most crucial documents, a justification for slavery. So why shouldn't someone talk about it and and, and ask contemporary Muslim leaders how they feel about that? And by the way, just as a matter of fact, there are certainly strong rumors and evidence that there are still slave markets in certain countries like northern Sudan, like Mauritania, that there is a slave trade in some, even in Morocco, there's somewhat of a, a slave trade. That's rumored. I don't know if that's true. But it's much more credible uh, uh, in northern Sudan since, since we have some uh, Christian groups in this country who actually go into the Sudan and buy slaves to, to uh, reunite them with their families. Well, so, so where are we? Uh, and I'm going to get to the the uh, the house in, in a minute. The, the HR five that was just passed in the House of Representatives, with every single Democrat voting for it, and a few Republicans, handful of Republicans. The Equality Bill, the Equality Act. Yeah, equality for whom? Not for religious believers, not for people who believe in traditional values. But let me go. I, I talked to some friends. Oh, well, you know, we, we don't want to discriminate against homosexuals. Well, I, I agree with that. We don't want to. And, um, but let's take a look at that movement. What happened to that movement as it morphed from uh, a movement of uh, people with same-sex attraction uh, to uh, an all-encompassing movement, LGBTQ, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, queer, and it uh, morphed into a, 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 a movement where people could decide by magic. Boys could say they're girls. Girls could say they're boys. That's magic, friend. You know, boys have uh, XY chromosomes. Girls have XS chromosomes. The brain brains are slightly different in, in, uh, in development. Musculature is different. They're different. There are two biological sexes. Yes, there's a a, 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 a few uh, he, uh, who have uh, uh, genetic uh, problems that would indicate they, they have uh, physical a- aspects of both uh, hermaphrodites, both uh, both sexes. But what are we talking about? Three ten thousandths of one percent of the people, maybe. I'm not talking about uh, one of the uh, Biden nominees for a high position in the Health and Human Services advocates puberty blocking chemicals until uh, the 13 year old or 12 year old or 11 year old could decide what gender he or she is. This is child abuse. And by the way, if you say that, you're on the list of hate groups for the Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, let's take a little history of what's going on and how we got to this point. The homosexual community really was 
wanted tolerance. And of course, tolerance means people disapprove of maybe behavior, they disapprove of, of thought processes, but they don't take any action uh, uh, to harm the, the person or that they disapprove of. So tolerance implies in the very word that there's a disapproval of something, but we're not going to take any action to harm the individual or individuals with with the objectionable behavior, and that you know to to and to society as as a whole. In fact, in those days, so so the homosexual community got tolerance, but after tolerance, they wanted acceptance. Well, at jobs, at, well, they, well, you know, they got it. In other words. And they have more than acceptance. Look, let's face it. I mean, the homosexual community really dominates uh, Hollywood to a large extent. It, uh, it, they're very successful in the news shows and in the media. I mean, look at the uh, number of uh, talking heads that, that are, uh, that are homosexual. And there's at least three or four that I can think of offhand. And so, and, and go ahead and look up the income. It's disposable income and how the homosexual compare with heterosexuals. And you see that the homosexual's uh, family disposable income is not only is uh, favorable, but in most places exceeds that of heterosexual couples. Look it up. Don't ever believe me. Look it up. If I say something, look it up. So anyway, tolerance, the community got tolerance. Acceptance, well, yeah, they got ex- acceptance. Approval. Then they want approval. Well, that may have been a bridge too far, except the elites in this country start with the approval. And even the Supreme Court got in that uh, by uh, including sexual orientation as uh, part of uh, being protected uh, with people who are sexual orientation that doesn't match their biological sex. Uh, are covered by anti-discrimination laws. Uh, an absolute absurd opinion by the Supreme Court. Uh, the uh, Bostock v. Clayton County, uh, uh, which is, uh, you have to read it to believe it. It's, it's incoherent and it's absurd. More Supreme Court legislation. No wonder people are losing confidence in, in the government in, in their own country. I mean, I thought the people were sovereign. I thought the people made made such decisions through the legislative branch. I, and, and so, what's the court doing in legislating? I mean, this this whole legislation, uh, you know, uh, of, of cultural and social issues has done nothing but divide the country. There's been no more div- greater divisive force in this country than the Supreme Court of the United States. And it goes back a long ways. Dred Scott decision, Plessy v. Ferguson, separate but equal decision, Roe v. Wade, the abortion decision. All of these were beyond what the Supreme Court should be deciding or was intended to decide. You know, this is um, Marbury v. Madison, the famous case by the then Chief Justice John Marshall, the fourth Chief Justice of the United States, uh, who established the principle of judicial review of, uh, for constitutional violations of, of, of congressional and executive acts. And, of course, it's been highly praised. I'm not so sure. 
that that was a decision that has been in the long run beneficial to this country. I bet that that's you know, it's a matter of debate. We can debate it. So anyway, we, we've got tolerance for the community. We've got acceptance. Now approval. And by golly, if you don't approve now, you can be canceled. So the elites have, have shoved approval down the throats of, of ordinary Americans. Right down the throats of ordinary Americans. Approval. If you don't approve at least implicitly, of homosexual acts, you are a bigot. Never mind your religious precepts, both in Islam, Judaism, and Christianity, frown on homosexual acts. Now, look, the Christian church is very plain on that. We're up against a break. I'll be right back. Hi, this is Rocky Blair former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. This is Professor Robert D'Agostino back with Do Facts Matter talking about where we are today. I started off by discussion of the Southern Poverty Law Center and the fact that they uh, they list 838 as of 2020 uh, organizations and entities as hate groups and one common thread is uh, through this is groups that are Christian groups or and groups that uphold traditional morality, including Jewish groups, uh, groups that uh, don't buy the agenda of the uh, transsexual movement, the homosexual movement uh, has expanded into the uh, gender identity stuff, the LGBTQ stuff. You you oppose their agenda and you are a bigot, you're a hate group. Uh, You uphold, you you question systemic racism. Yeah, there's systemic racism. I, I agree there is. It, it is. It's, and it's the Democratic Party, who, which is systemic racism, used to be and still is. And if there's systemic racism right now, it uh, has to do with uh, the the enemy of all victims in this country, white heterosexual males, right? Isn't that the enemy of everybody? Isn't they the ones who are keeping everybody down? 
<laughs> the state of Oregon has now, in their proposed educational reforms for public schools, have decided getting the right answer in mathematics is an example of white supremacy. Yeah, you heard me right. The right answer, perfection, working hard, but getting the right answer in mathematics is an example of white supremacy. There can be more than one right answer. Well, I don't know, two and two equal four as far as I know. But that's Oregon. So I guess uh, your child uh, shouldn't take take any math courses in in Oregon, or actually should take math courses, because no matter what answer he gets, he's apparently going to be marked right anyway, he or she. Anyway, getting back to where I was, tolerance, acceptance. Now it's approval, right? No, no, it's gone beyond that. It's now control. And the Democrats in their equality bill, H.R. 5, has gone that far. The the agenda of LGBTQ is going to be, is going to be enshrined if they have their way in law. Now, of course, the Senate hasn't passed it yet, and the the uh, the rule the still needs sixty votes um, in the Senate because. Uh, we have a few senators who, who might, might might oppose this in filibuster, so the filibuster rule's in place in the Senate at this point anyway. And it'll stay in place as long as uh, there's a couple of Democrats, including Manson, who say they want to maintain the filibuster rule. Now, Manson's totally unreliable, so you never know what he's going to do under pressure. Uh, Senator of, of uh, Arizona, who knows where's but I think when she says something, she means it. Um, anyway, control. So what do we have on this new uh, new bill passed by the Democratic House? Every single Democrat in the House voted for this bill. First of all, the this act explicitly guts religious freedom. It explicitly provides that that you cannot use a religious belief as a defense against discrimination against whom? Against transsexuals. Of course, it includes gays. Now, let let me make this plain. I have a biology background being a lawyer and I'm very much believe that every trait has elements of nature and nurture and um, and varying degrees uh, obviously a trait can be totally, totally a question of genetics you have five fingers, five toes that's all genetics and there may be some things that could be completely a question of nurture but more likely, it's not. And, and here's the example I give uh, when people ask me what I mean. North Koreans are four inches shorter than South Koreans. Their genetic makeup is the same, really, on the average. So what's the difference? The difference is nurture. Nature sets a parameter, a high and a low, a range of heights for people. But Nutrition just 
establishes where you are in that range. And since North Koreans, you know, essentially <laughs> live on starvation diets, they tend to be four inches shorter on the average than South Koreans. And we see that whenever there's a, uh, a, a drought leading to famine in Africa, for example, right now. Uh, if you look at uh, a, a famine, a, a country that's uh, exhibit, that's uh, is suffering famine, the IQs start to drop, the intelligence quotients, because not enough fat in the diet, and that really in, 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 in interferes with brain development. And so you may get a 10 or 12-point shift in, in uh, measured IQ, whatever that measured. Uh, certainly it measures uh, things that... Uh, certain things that are very important for success in society, but... Uh, in, in various fields, but in any case, it, it, it it's affected by nutrition. And I think that, I don't think there's a gay gene, there's absolutely no evidence there's a gay gene, but there is some evidence, some credible evidence, that there is a propensity for same-sex attraction that may be genetically, that is genetically based, and that be, can, but can be affected by, somewhat affected by nurture. So not everyone with a propensity for same-sex attraction becomes actively homosexual. Most, most, in fact, become probably heterosexual, actively heterosexual. That doesn't mean that... Uh, it, it does mean two things. That's, it means, one, that this therapy that you can change is probably not going to work for most most people. I know there's a number of groups that, that push this thing. If you want to become heterosexual, you, you can change. Well, yeah, I think I th- there was one interesting study I read some years ago. It said about 10% of uh, homosexual males, gay males, uh, would like to, uh, had indicated they wanted to have therapy, they wanted to become heterosexual. And of that 10%, only 10% of those successfully became at least be able to have heterosexual sex. So it's 10% of 10%, you know, 1%. So, so that kind of therapy is not going to work on 99% of, uh, of, of the people uh, who are, uh, have same-sex attraction. And you know what uh, Mick Jagger said about that when, when he was asked about that? He said, you know, when I was a boy, you, know, you try everything out first with the boys. So uh, a lot of uh, adolescents... Look, you go. I, I was a social worker, and you go to a, an, an institution for delinquents, and hopefully most of those have have performed. But there's a lot of uh, homosexual activity that goes on there, and are the boys homosexual? No. But I used to people used to ask me, "Well, how you how you account for that?" And my account was, I had a simple sentence: any port in a storm. And you have a hormonal storm, you have all these adolescent boys, and suddenly, you know, they needed a sexual outlet or they felt they needed one and there was not enough control by the staffers there. Um, heck, uh, this has been a, there was a big scandal in New York years ago at uh, one of their juvenile uh, detention centers, and, and there periodically been scan, scandals here and there. So, yeah, I understand. So, so I think that means that we need to understand and we need to be tolerant, and I think we need to be accepting. 
Now, we don't need to approve of, of sexual acts we don't approve of. We don't need to approve of, of, of behavior. Look, the homosexual community writes about the fact that homosexual males tend to be more promiscuous than, than others. They write about it. They call it part of the gay lifestyle. What about all those bands that used to be around the 70s and, and 80s, I guess, and uh, there were, you know, private clubs where, where homosexuals gathered for, for, for mass sexual orgies? I, don't, I didn't see any of those for heterosexuals, at least not, not as many. Well, they, have, they had these clubs, swap clubs, I guess, and certainly the female homosexuals, lesbians, didn't engage in that kind of behavior. But in any case, the, the, one of the things that this bill does is removes the defense of religious belief from what is defined as discrim- discrimination. Uh it also will lead to men, boys being claiming they're girls and would infringe on the privacy of women. I mean, do women really want biological males in their bathrooms? I don't think so. This would require that, uh, the schools to allow it. I mean, it's just, just outright. I can't believe that... Uh, the uh, uh, suburban moms would, would really uh, uh, go for that. And, of course, the other thing is uh, we can kiss women's sports goodbye because biological males will be allowed to claim to be women or girls and compete. That's crazy. And they so the proposal is to reverse Trump. Uh, Trump's uh, administration uh, promulgated uh, some regulations saying uh, biological males are biological males, biological females are biological females, and women's sports for women. The Biden administration is going to reverse that or going to attempt to reverse that. President Biden has, in fact, come out in favor of this bill, and we're up against another break. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is Professor Robert D'Agostino, back with the Facts Matter. 
I'm in the process of discussing, uh, briefly discussing H.R. 5, uh, the Equality Act, the so-called Equality Act passed by the Democrats in the House of Representatives, and and what it would uh, what it would mandate. Uh, it would remove the defense of uh, religious belief. Uh, could very well lead to attempting once again to attempt uh, Christian hospitals, Catholic hospitals to perform abortions. Uh, it would, uh, I guess, doctors who refuse to perform abortions or nurses who refuse to participate in abortions would be could be sued for, I guess, for dis- discrimination, they, they violating the law. Uh, it. Uh, it would, of course, mandate the uh, the allowance of uh, boys into girls' restrooms. It would mandate the uh, uh, boys, biological males, to compete with biological females in women's sports. I mean, this is crazy. This is insanity. I, I, I don't know how anyone can take this stuff seriously, yet they do. The Democratic Party do. It's pushing this, this agenda uh, of, of, of the transsexual movement uh, all the way to control. They're going to control who we, what we think, who we can associate with. They're going to override any th- commonsensical uh, decision-making, and they're going to do it by law. I think it's... Uh, and what about treatments? They want, they want to allow parents to decide to treat and doctors to treat young prepubescent children, hormonal blocking therapy. There's plenty of evidence, including by the American Heart Association, that, that this hormonal blocking therapy, let alone sex change operations, is very deleterious to the health of the person. And there's also evidence, and you got to look at the various studies that are not all consistent, indicates that the further away from sex change treatment people have, the more they start to regret it. And, uh, and there's some uh, support groups for people who have had sex change operations or have had hormonal operations who are permanently damaged health-wise, permanently damaged health-wise, and regret it for various reasons, both cultural and social and and, uh, and and physical reasons. And all this goes by the wayside. So we we, we got to force doctors or hospitals to provide sex change operations. Otherwise, they're discriminating. This is insane. And if the American people are really in favor of this, Maybe they are. Maybe maybe the Biden administration figures they can do anything they want as long as they promise enough people free stuff. Maybe that's it. Oh, well, don't worry about it. We your your your, your female child will you know will have to go to into bathrooms at of public schools with, with males, and males will compete. Biological males will compete against uh, your daughter in track meets. Yes, yeah, so oh, your daughter won't get the scholarship. All these scholarships set aside for females will go to males, right? That could happen, couldn't it? People would, oh, dag, you, oh, no, you can't. Well, who would have thought, even five years ago, that we're, we'd be at this point, this Orwelli, Orwellian point, where we actually, people who claim they actually think pe- people can 
can choose their own sex, their own biological sex, and, and people who don't identify with the wrong gender, in other words, with a gender that's not consistent with their biological sex, people would have said five years, well, these people need psychological help. And they do. And, and those who seek it usually can work through these problems. Of course, if they're encouraged, like the Democratic National Convention, which nominated Biden, had that mother, oh, wonderful mother, little girl wanted to be a boy, isn't this terrific, and she's so tolerant, and she's so, I mean, or a little boy wanted to be a girl, I should say. I mean, this is is nuts, that's child abuse. And by the way, as I said before, if I say that, I get on a hate group from Southern Poverty Law Center. And I get... uh, Fortunately, I don't uh, have a Facebook account. I don't have a Twitter account. I don't go to YouTube. I don't go to TikTok. I stay away from all that stuff. And there's a good reason for that, aside from the fact that uh, I'm not really worried about censorship so much because, I mean, I'm a small fish. But uh, I I do worry about uh, privacy. I do worry about the fact that these companies sell information. And if you don't think they do, you are blind. If you go to to the, uh, let's say, to uh, Google and, say, uh, kayak sales in Georgia, and uh, you start researching kayaks, you know, starting the next day, you start getting ads for kayaks. Now, come on. They've sold that information that you're looking for kayaks. I uh, was fooling around with, uh, uh, I have a, I've always owned a Jeep or or so, uh, because I used to be, you know, off-roader and a lot of camping. And so I was looking at uh, Jeep is coming out with a hybrid model, a 4xe, which gets equivalent of 50 miles per gallon. So I was uh, looking around uh, on the Jeep sites and see what was going on, and I am getting nonstop ads about Jeeps, used Jeeps, new Jeeps, you name it, I'm getting it. I'm not going to buy. So if you're listening, I am. I got. I have. I own two Jeeps right now. I own a Wrangler, 1998 Wrangler, and I own a 2012 Grand Cherokee. I'm done. No, no more cars. I'm done. Uh, at my age, it's time. No new cars. I've had it. So I'm curious about the new Jeep, but I'm not going to buy one. Anyway, let's get back to the the uh, the, the, the the case here. Uh, so H H R five is called the Equality Act is really an assault on liberty, an assault on freedom of of speech as well as freedom of association, is assault on religious liberty in particular, it's assault on Christianity specifically, and it's assault, also assault on those Jews, believing Jews. Um, so the uh, a group of uh, 100 uh, Orthodox Jewish rabbis have come out, well, uh, rabbis are Jewish, have come out against this this bill um, as, as a violation of uh, of, of Jewish values and Jewish religious freedom. And it is, and it will be. So where are we? I, I, the answer is I don't know. Uh, but look at what the Democrats are up to. They are now passing this bill. They are 
will do nothing about the censorship by the major tech operations, Facebook, Twitter, and the rest of them, Google. They'll do nothing about that. And why should they? Those institutions support the Democrats. In fact, all companies, virtually all the companies with global ambitions that have, that, that are, in fact, if they're, particularly if they're non-productive, they don't produce anything uh, of real value, uh, they're all in the Democratic Party. They, the Democratic Party is a coalition of the very wealthy and the, the, the very poor. It's a high-low coalition. Those who uh, are interested in welfare vote Democrat. Uh, those who are interested in treating people as commodities and customers and, and have global ambitions vote Democrat. And follow the money trail. The campaign contributions are publicly available. Go ahead and analyze them. Go ahead and take the top 12 billionaires in this country. Go ahead and see what party they support. Go ahead and see what, what they're engaged in. I mean, do they oil and gas and all the other stuff that, that increases the wealth? No, not really. I mean, what is uh, Jeff Bezos? He owns the Washington Post, which is an, almost a house organ of the Democratic Party. So look at it. And, of course... Who do they look to for protection in, in in the global market? Of course, China, Communist China. Not only does Communist China have a huge market, 1.3 billion at least, they also are uh, spreading their tentacles all over the world. So getting in bed with Communist China is uh, is is a good business thing for for these companies to do. And who who cares about Americans? I mean, Americans, well, you know, they're customers. And if they can't produce something for cheaper than I can get it produced in Asia or Africa or, or India or anyplace else, well, you know, labor's a commodity. We go where the commodity's cheapest. I, I, and I think that's what we're up against. And, and unfortunately, I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I think me and my son was last week, if anyone heard that last week, my son may be taking an extreme position on believing the country has got to split up essentially along religious and cultural grounds that we can't possibly get together and work together. And that's true. I don't think there's any room for compromise as long as I explained to my audience that progressivism is a religion and it's a competing religion to the dominant, one-time dominant religion in this country, Christianity. And therefore, if, if you don't follow the progressive religion, you're a heretic and Christians by definition are heretics. Well, what do you do with heretics? You burn them at the stake. Well, we don't burn them at the stake. Not yet, but we do cancel them. The cancel culture is there and it's aimed against Christians, aimed against believing Jews. Uh, and since the, the left has defined Muslims as victims, right now they're immune from the attack, but that's temporarily. Because uh, they need the... the although, <laughs> interestingly enough, uh, uh, Trump got a higher uh, uh, vote from, from Muslims this time than last time, despite the fact that the left keep yelling that he was uh, anti-Muslim. But... You know, there's a difference between being realistic and being anti, and we're up against the break once again. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. 
As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is Professor Robert Dagostino back with the Facts Matter. You know, I, I did mention this before, but uh, there, there's a lot of biblical con- uh, condemnation of homosexual acts. Uh, the Bible does not say that uh, same-sex attraction is a sin. It's acting on that that's a sin in and, 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 and biblical morality. And the Catholic Church and a, a number of Christian uh, Protestant denominations ha- have the same view, and that is love the sinner, hate the sin. So, so there is nothing in there that says that uh, in Christianity that you are to throw uh, homosexuals off the roof the way they do in Iran, for example. Um, so pointing out the difference in how people are treated according to their religious beliefs is, is, of course, actually, it's not woke. You can't do it. It shows that you're a hater because if you, if you point out what, uh, what the Hadith says about how homosexuals and, and about slavery or, or the Koran, uh, yeah, there are biblical sections in Leviticus, particularly, where you know they justified stoning a, a child to de- uh, to death who who doesn't obey his his, his daddy. Uh, the question is, what has happened? Uh, how has that been interpreted? What's what what is it nowadays? And it's certainly not. I mean, nowadays in the Passover uh, meal for, for the Jewish uh, tradition, they talk about welcome, welcoming the stranger. So I think uh, one has to uh, do a little more analysis. And let me, and by, and let me get to something because this is this is Black History Month, and there are some things. And I don't uh, look historically up until oh fairly recently. Uh, blacks had a tough tougher time in this country. I I this. I absolutely deny systemic racism is occurring. In fact, if it's occurring, it's it's occurring against uh, white males, and it's to the benefit of of, of the black community. To an extent, uh, obviously, 
if Black Lives Matter really mattered, the uh, Black Lives Matter would be advocating more police funding, more police coverage in black communities. The homicide rate, the violent crime rate is going sky high. Well, who's committing homicides? The big, big increase. Young black males killing other young black males. And we got to face that fact and then try to do something about it. And Giuliani and Bloomberg did something about it in New York. Stop and frisk. Bloomberg took it a little bit further than he should have, but stop and frisk. And when 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 criminals knew that they could get, be stopped and frisked, they left their guns home. They're not leaving their guns home anymore. And when the Brady Pack starts yelling about gun control, then the my answer is, tell me what you're going to do about illegal guns, about, yes, but about criminals having guns, legal or illegal. How do we take the guns away from the criminals? A lot of illegal guns, illegal handguns particularly. You tell me what you are advocating. You know, people forget that historically a lot of the push for gun control in the old days was to make sure blacks stayed unarmed, couldn't protect themselves, and wanted to use it in, in order to, 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 to you know, uh, one of the students asked me, you know, I was really surprised, you know, in the civil rights movement, you know, uh, Martin Luther King's um, headquarters, uh, I mean, I would think it would be under constant attack and they would have burned it down and this and that. And I said, well, well, for whatever other reason there is, the, the uh, people who were with Martin Luther King uh, were well armed. His headquarters was armed to the teeth and they let the community know it that they were prepared to defend with guns the safety of Martin Luther King and other leaders, Boehner Jacks, uh, Boehner Rustin and other Jacks. So, you know, understand that uh, some of the impetus, early impetus for gun control was to keep guns and priests uh, black from protecting themselves against racist whites. Um, but anyway, what, what's, what's going on now? What is the thing now? You hear a lot about equity, not, you're not hearing about equality anymore. Equality is out the window because equality implies equality of opportunity and quality of treatment under the law. They're interested in that. They're interested in the quality of results, which they call equity. Now, the uh, one one scholar years ago described equity, the equity courts. In, in, in law, there's a le- law courts and equity courts, the old chancery courts. Delaware still has one. were courts of equity, the courts that, that did the right thing. Equity follows the law, but it does the right thing uh, uh, under the law, what the law meant to do. And one of the scholars said, well, we can explain equity that uh, equity is measured by the length of the chancellor's foot, the chancellor being head of the equity court. So equity is measured by the the length of the chancellor's foot. In other words, it's extremely subjective, extremely, and, and that's exactly what's happening now. What do, when a student tells me he's for social justice, the next thing I ask is, what do you mean? And, oh, equity gets there. And I said, okay, what do you mean by equity? And tell me something. You can do this, that. I said, how do you achieve that? What? How do you propose achieving that? And, of course, it always comes down to what, one of two things. Redistribution of, of wealth. Take money from me to give to somebody else. Or, or, or mass coercion. 
coercing people into where they what they think, what they believe, what they can do, who they associate with, very coercive. So equity is always something that the a progressive theory um, adopts. And you say, well, you know, uh, you go back in history and you look at the, the progressives. Every, every progressive movement has ended up in the... In, 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 and hardship for ordinary people. Socialism always, of course, impoverishes everybody except the bureaucrats who run it. Okay, So it creates an aristocratic class of bureaucrats that live very well while the mass of people uh, are impoverished. So, so, so even when the de- Republicans are now are claiming that uh, Democrats want socialism, no, they want a corporate estate. Yes, it has some elements of socialism, central control of the economy, the rule by experts, but it leaves the businesses in the hands of uh, the private uh, individuals who, as uh, Hitler once said, and when he was asked, are you a socialist? And Hitler said, oh, of course I'm a socialist. He said, well, why aren't you uh, nationalizing industries uh, like Lenin? He said, no, I want the people who know how to run them to keep running them as long as they do what I say. So that's the corporate estate. So you have corporate capitalism and the corporate estate. That's where the Democrats are. They want to make decisions, all economic decisions, from the center. That's what make rational decisions. You say, well, that's crazy. I mean, five or six so-called experts or a group of uh, uh, corporate executives, union executives, government bureaucrats get together and can decide everything. Yeah, precisely. That's what they think should happen. Are they alone in that? No. I mentioned the names last week. Uh, Lester Thoreau, MIT, John Kenneth Galbraith, Harvard, uh, Paul Samuelson, who wrote the leading economics textbook, which I had when I was at Columbia. The first edition said, uh, by the mid-60s, the Soviet Union will surpass the United States in productivity because they're rational and they can make rational decisions, i.e. centralized decisions. The second edition pushed, pushed that off to the 80s. And the third edition, as I recall, didn't mention it at all. Uh, about when the Soviet Union would pass us. Look at the speeches made in 1980. Look at the what Lester Thoreau was saying. Look what John Kenneth Galbraith was saying. How strong economically the Soviet Union was. How well off the people in the Soviet Union was. And what was Ronald Reagan saying? He was saying we're seeing the end of communism. We're seeing a collapse. We're seeing it's going to go away. And they ridiculed him. And who was right? Ronald Reagan was right. And they were wrong. But, you know, ego is ego. But getting back to the point, what else? I mean, what is not taught in, 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 uh, in, in school on black history is a very small percentage of Africans, black Africans, were imported into what is now the United States. The vast majority of uh, black Africans take it to the new world was Central and South America. We had less than 10% in this country. And slavery by, has been the way of the world forever. And as I said in the beginning of the thing, it still goes on. Slave, slave, there's still slave markets rumored to be in Mauritania and northern, northern Sudan. So, and in fact, 
during the same period where, where uh, African slaves, black African slaves, were being imported in, into the New World, North America and South America, uh, the white slave trade was, was flourishing. In fact, I mean, the big slave traders were, of course, the Arabs. And uh, they sold the slaves to the Portuguese, who then sold to the Americans. And most of the slaves uh, that uh, came to this country, were, of course, were bought uh, from other African tribes. Uh, it's ridiculous to think that a group of uh, five, uh, a group of fifty white men on a ship, could raid the African coast and, and capture a couple of hundred slaves. No, they bought them, and they bought them from uh, either the the Arabs, uh, for a while from the Portuguese, the Arabs, or other African uh, tribes. So slavery's been with us as long as civilizations were with Indians. Indian tribes in this country, some of them had slaves. Uh, so uh, it doesn't make it right. It just gives you perspective. And, uh, and it also means that in 1808, the Great Britain for, forbid the slave trade on the open oceans. So they would intercept Portuguese ships who were full of slaves or, and would send them back to Africa to release the, their captives. And that was 1808. And it was a religious, Christian religious belief that, that was the motivation behind this. And wh- what year did uh, slavery uh, be abolished in all the British colonies? I mean, sometime in the 1830s it was. And uh, why did Britain and France refuse to help the South against the North? In, in our war between the states, our civil war, because they insisted that to, to get the help of the Brits or the French, they had to abolish slavery, and the uh, that the South refused to do it. I think that there's some evidence that Jefferson Davis was in favor of uh, abolishing slavery in order to get the assistance of Britain and France. And you'd have to talk to a real scholar on that, like like my colleague at the law school, uh, Anthony Baker, Professor Baker, who really is an expert in this sort of area. In fact, I think I, I might ask him about that. But in any case, um, if, if you're listening to this, if you're upset about H.R. 5, let your congressperson, congressman, congresswoman, your senators, let them know that this bill has to be opposed in the Senate, and you oppose this bill, and anyone who voted for it should be defeated in the next election, which means every single Democrat in the country. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.